0: Good day everyone and welcome back. You know, after that last episode, which was fairly heavy and which I'll be talking a lot more about in future episodes because you know that existential angst, whenever we become separated from ourselves to such a degree that we ponder our existence, you know, in the end isn't fair. It isn't something we should ever have to do and yet I'm deeply aware of how it can happen how the disconnect happens in the first place, how it can be a struggle at certain points in life and how it can come to a head in a literal do or die moment when really it's the thought, thought pattern that needs to die within each of us, not our literal selves. And so today we're going to keep it light and there's going to be a serious undertone. There always is. And that's where I'd like to start is explaining this balance in life because I see it in everyone. I always saw it in myself, and I felt it. And after 2014, when I'd walk around, and people would ask me, you know, about life, what do you think about life, you know? Like, how do you how do you kind of get through it? And I said, well, you know, after everything I have been through, and now know and understand about being firm and in my foundation of knowing who I am, knowing my inner sense of peace and freedom, that... I reckon that life is a seriously unserious endeavor. And the serious part is knowing who you are, because that's what you're here to do, is to know who you are, to be that. And of course, the unserious part should be how you do it, expressing it, living it, enjoying it. And we can see this from other species around the world. If you look at, at animals, they don't take life seriously. They do the serious parts by instinct. You know, feeding, defending their territory, defending their young. But the rest of the time, they're generally just hanging around. And there's nothing wrong with that. If there was something lacking, they would be chasing after it. But of course there isn't. And the reason to point this out isn't that we're animals on that level. Of course not. We're humans with this bloody powerful self-conscious mind and an ego that can even tell us, wow, this self-conscious mind is so awesome. You should be filtering life through it all the time when, you know, that's simply not optimal. It can happen, but it's not optimal. And that's what I'm here to explain. And if you look at life around you and think about moments in your life and when I think about the past and how I used to watch people, like when I was shy, I'd watch people at, um, in social situations, at parties. And even though there was something serious that needed to be done, you know, you're at work, you have to do your job, you're uh, with people, you're at school, you have to pay attention, you're with your friends, you have to, you know, figure out the rules of the game before you play the game. I noticed that people's natural inclination was to joke around, to have fun, Have fun with each other. Poke fun at themselves and each other. I would see people in very serious work situations and, you know, when they greet each other, they're, hey, how's it going? You know, and then there's immediately usually a little joke, a little something to lighten up the day. And then we return to that serious undertone, but only because it's there. The system and structure that we need to pay attention to, partially because we've been told to and partially because it's there and it's working and we don't know any different. We have to get back to that. Trouble is, when all that is in your head and you're mostly guiding your life by the thoughts in your head, what's going to happen? You're going to get stuck in the serious part. Because the mind, the ego, doesn't have a sense of humor. It can't. Just as it can't innately feel unto itself, it doesn't have a sense of humor either, because it's just an information processing machine. Our self-conscious mind has all this information, labels, identities, words in it that we know and understand and have as kind of a library of information to access in order to get through life. But what life? In order to get through life on the level that that very mind itself has created. Society, structure, organization. And it's fascinating for me to point this out because you all know that that's what is because you wake up and you look out around you you think about the the world that was taught to you and it's very real because it's there there's no denying that buildings and cities and structures and religions and governments and money and obligations exist but again as i've spoken of before there's two levels there's the level we've created which was from mind and there's the level that is which is the world around not just human society which is a part of the world I like to point out a lot of people when they talk and how they use words and how we misuse words because the ego just kind of has taken control in a very literal way. You know, most people say the state of the world, the state of this, the world is at this place, the world is that, And I often want to point out, uh, no, you're actually talking about human society. In the long run, I think the world's going to be fine, whatever fine is. It's human society that has... A big challenge and of course because we have spread so far far around the world and we've impacted the world and its natural cycles and environment then that comes back to impact us so even with all of that we do we are still not the world the world is a very big place there's hundreds of thousands and millions of life forms and organisms independent of us on this world And without us being here, they'd be fine. We're not in charge of them. They're not in charge of us. But through our mind, we've constructed such structural societies that once engaged in them, we just keep passing on that information generation to generation to the point where now a lot of us live through the information in our head. And we take it very seriously because... It's out there. We actually have to deal with it. You have to make money. You have to have a job. You have to have a place to live. Only it seems that way because it is that way for the vast majority of us because we all just do it. We all just buy in. And I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm not saying it's uh, another reality, a false reality. It's just what we have to deal with because we've constructed it. Which means if we've constructed such a disconnected um, feeling of being with ourselves and each other and in the world, in the natural world, you know, giving respect to the fact that even everything we've built has come from the natural world, everything, including all the cells of your body, then maybe we can reconnect to that and enjoy it. And to get back to the theme, taking it lightly. We can do all this, and we can do it with a lightness about it, without taking ourselves so seriously. Because when we take ourselves seriously, through our mind, especially through our ego, what do we end up doing? Defending it. As if it's that real that it's worth defending. And this explains the uh, history of human war, violence, murder... Rape, molestation, all of the things that we do to harm each other stem from the disconnect and the fact that we feel entitled in our mind more than we do through our natural energy and biology. We have only a few base instincts that are natural to us because they're natural to life. You know, to be here and then defend being here. We're allowed to do that. To eat, we're allowed to do that. The natural drive to procreate, we're allowed to do that. But it's how we do it. That matters are we doing it kindly compassionately in with mutual enjoyment and consent are we involved in a relationship or are we trying to take and here's the difference the ego will take because it has no feeling associated with it so the the ego will take what it wants it'll take what it wants in war it'll take what it wants in a relationship it will take what it wants from Other humans from life, from society, from nature. Because the ego, to the ego, it's just information. It thinks it deserves this. It's compartmentalized it to the point where the collateral damage doesn't matter, which is why I'm constantly going to be speaking about the fact that we can do anything from our self conscious mind and the associated ego. We just, we can. The proof is here we are, almost 8 billion of us on the planet with cities and structures and everything we've created, and it works it works. But the trouble is, what is the collateral damage? And the collateral damage is disease. The collateral damage is our influence on the weather patterns and climate of the world. Without going full bore bore climate change activist, which I'm not, I still want to just point out our responsibility. We're being extremely inefficient with the world because we take too much and we don't give it back which should snap us back to what do we really need and the answer is not much in fact the people i know that are happiest generally either have not much or what they do have they're balanced enough to constantly share it give it away put it back into the system to help others to help regenerate the life around them and that's a good feeling that's the seriously unserious part realizing we're here To know who we are and express it and connect with others but to not get in the way of others just over an idea just over an ideology a concept because those are just in our mind and just as easily as they got put in our mind they can be put out of our mind and give us a deeper sense of self and of peace and of freedom now I've been connected to that sense of lightness all my life except for that very brief period in 2014 which I described in the last episode. And that sense of lightness um, probably just came from how I came into the world. I was born in 1967. My parents weren't expecting me, so I was a bit of a surprise. And hey, the fact that I'm here talking to you with what I know is actually a bit of a surprise, even though I had a, a feeling something interesting might happen in this lifetime. Even all this, I don't take it that seriously. I just enjoy that I'm here and that you know, I have figured me out, and I'm even more excited that I've figured us out, what we are, so that we can connect more honestly. But from a young age, I felt that lightness of being. You know, I, my mom said I would just be there on my own playing with my toys, playing amongst myself, walking around the neighborhood singing a song. And I did uh, have that feeling of lightness. Now after 2014, when I came back to my full senses, one of the first things I realized was, huh, interesting, that's just a full circle journey, now I feel exactly the way I did when I was a young child with no thoughts, no problems, no challenges, no lack of sense of self because there was no reason to yet. What if we actually parented and befriended each other on a level that constantly allowed the self to express itself? Huh. Well, you know, I've meditated on that and that's the paradigm change that will happen in humanity at some point in our future where we're all so authentic and honest and in our heart instead of our head that it comes out automatically. We wouldn't think of harming another because it harms ourselves. We wouldn't think of taking too much from nature because we know at some point there's going to be a lack there for nature itself or for ourselves again or for, you know, the next generations of us. So keeping it light means exactly that and through my life humor was always there even when I was shy I remember knowing a few jokes and every now and then I'd I'd have the nerve to tell a joke you know to the people around to the group of adults at a party or something and I know they thought oh he's a cute little boy cute little guy telling his jokes but I I really got off on it I thought it was awesome because I loved seeing people laughing and smiling you know my mom's much the same way I know her greatest joy is helping others pleasing others joking around a little bit and putting a smile on someone's face when they're being too serious. And that's what I'd like you to know that you can do for yourself. And the avenue there is to get outside of yourself, get outside of your head, even when you're down, and probably especially when you're down, try and poke a hole in it. Try and poke a hole in the story that you're telling yourself in your head and almost laugh and realize how freaking ridiculous it is the thing that's bothering you. Because it, is it, it's real in your head, but how real does it have to be? Because chances are, not very real. As exemplified by my last story. For a couple months, the ideas in my head got really serious. And I dissociated a bit from realizing they were ideas in my head. Until the ordeal was over, and I had fully dropped it once and for all. But i had a sense of humor about me all my life and even right up to the last moment i'll tell you something that's maybe a little bit morbid but it's the truth and it's interesting but even as i was preparing to figure out you know if i was going to do away with myself how would i do it and you know because of my circumstances i figured a rope and a bar was the best way to go and through doing that i was picturing in my head you know, because, hey, you have to picture these things to see if uh, you can do it. Um, not the visioning I would recommend to people to do, but I did it. And in the process of doing it, I actually pictured hanging a sign above where I would have been hanging there that said, Not Suspension Bondage. Just... I imagine that would be funny for like half a second for someone that read it, although it's actually not funny. But that was me trying to get my own attention, make light of it at a time when something dreadfully serious was being contemplated. And I want you to know that because I'm completely transparent. I have no shame about anything. And I can dissect all this stuff completely now from a very real practical point of view without any ego. And uh, in a way that I hope you understand so that you can apply something of what I'm talking about to a situation that you're taking too seriously. Because life is here to be enjoyed. And how do we enjoy it? By smiling, by laughing, by enjoying each other's company and enjoying your own company first and foremost. It all starts there. And keeping it light can be interpreted on another level not too serious but another level and something i've examined most of my life and especially the last few years with regards to physics science this little thing called light what the hell is light this universal constant that allows us to even know we're here on a level of our sense perception if there was no light everything would not be apparent Maybe it would be different in a better way. Maybe it would be all feeling and we wouldn't even have the option of you know, having such focus on the outside world. But everything is light in its final or initial essence. And we know this from science and from physics. If we examine anything, it doesn't matter if it's a life form, if it's technically what we call alive or not, we go down far enough and split any atom apart it's moving and there's light the movement almost implies light as a side effect and so life is light that's why they call jesus the light the way you ask quantum physicists who are in the know and they will absolutely describe life as movement and as light at its core So when I keep light and when I say to people, feeling light means being so aligned in yourself that you actually do feel lighter than your physical self. And I know this feeling from being so in the moment that I almost forget I have a body sometimes as I'm engaged in things and doing things. And that's a fantastic feeling because that's a natural state of being without having to do any work to be there. And it's, again, your natural birthright, I guarantee you. And it's something that you can achieve, something that you can work on through whatever practice you need to work on without me telling you there's this way or that way. The key is finding your passions based on who you are and expressing them. If if you have a job you don't particularly like, you can still make it light by being who you are within the context of that job not taking the whole thing too seriously, but realizing, huh, the job has its place. I need to earn money because I need food. I need a place to live. So anytime you think the thing is the problem or is the challenge, even though it may be, it may be that you need to change jobs. You need to end a relationship and spend time with yourself. You need to renegotiate your relationship with your parents. Like these are all valid, but they don't have to always change in the moment in order for you to feel better about where you are now that's an inside job and that's between you who you are and the thoughts in your head about who you are that may not be right if they're not aligned you can dismiss them and you will absolutely lighten your load and you'll be serious when you need to but you can even do a lot of that in a playful way and I know that because a lot of the people that I looked up to, have looked up to, I've read hundreds and hundreds of biographies of people because I want to know, always wanted to know how people ticked. And those that were the best exemplars of living a human life didn't do anything particularly perfectly or epic or groundbreaking, perhaps, but they knew not to take it all so seriously, even and especially when they perhaps had something very true and serious to say. So I'll leave you with that, and hopefully that uh, carries on from the story of the last episode, does lighten it up a bit, and um, then we'll get back to whatever is next from the hundreds of episodes I have planned for the near future. I hope you're enjoying the content. Um, If you are, drop me a line, Steve at Illuminating the Disconnect. Let me know how you're doing, and if you have any specifics that need addressing so that I can uh, incorporate that into a future episode take care Hello fellow humans and thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, ever since I got this thing started, which was years in the making, I've been excited about uh, doing this and only this. It's what gives me the most pleasure in life is helping others help themselves and it's actually what I know the best despite all the other things I've studied for and uh, have had as careers, as experiences as hobbies, as connections with life, this is it. So to that end, if you'd like to experience, if you'd like to support a very simple human doing this, it doesn't take much for me to survive. And anything over and above that that I ever make from this will always go back into helping others directly. And you can support me by finding me on Red Circle Podcasts, which may be where you're listening. Uh, there's a donating information there. I also have an account with something called LibraPay, where you can find me as Steve Alat, or you can send uh, a donation through PayPal, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. If any of those aren't sufficient or fail, send me an email. Again, steve at illuminatingthedisconnect.com. We can figure something out. And uh, thanks for listening. I really, really hope it helps. And if it does, do send me a message.